Sandy. Everyone but Sandy is available, and Pablo Lopez pitches a gem in Cincinnati. The timing is interesting for sure. We're going to dig into all of that on today's Locked on Marlins with Loud Marlins fans. Let's go! You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. And don't forget to follow me, of course, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods or subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching, hello, greetings. You can see us and equally you can see I have a guest. It is the Wednesday episode and loud Marlins fan Chase is in the house. Chase, how we doing, brother? Big Pete, doing all right, man. Thanks for having me again. It's great to be here on Locked On Marlins. <laughs> it's been some time since someone called me Big Pete, so I absolutely love that. This show has already started on the right, right footing, no doubt. Great to have you back on. When we when we spoke last time, there was no YouTube channel then, so Locked On Marlins under my stewardship. As you know, it's continued to evolve. We now get to see your face. I just broke a lot of screens, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Well, listen, great to have you on. This is a very, very interesting period for the Marlins. The 27th of July, you know, we're a few days out from the deadline itself. The Marlins have just won a game in Cincinnati 2-1. Yes, they won a run one game. Pablo Lopez was absolutely on fire. Let's start with last night's game, brother. Pablo Lopez, 11 Ks, 7 innings. He was absolutely back to April Pablo Lopez. What were your takeaways from his start yesterday? What an audition he just had for the rest <laughs> of the league, right? Yeah, no doubt. You know, everyone was watching. You got national expo- exposure for your 11 Ks, your uh, your seven innings of work, and he he turned into form of what he was in April, and that's what we need from him moving forward. If he stays a Marlin, or you know, if he does get dealt, which we'll get into. Yeah, no doubt. He was he was definitely back. He was, you know, I watched the the first five innings live, uh, UK time. So I was up to kind of like half one in the morning. I wanted to watch it. Pablo was rolling, so I was very, very interested to see how it went. The Marlins got that two-run lead. The Moose then responded. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. I didn't watch the, anything else live and caught up the rest. But Pablo clearly was on. It was back to early Pablito, and the timing is interesting. He brings his ERA down to pretty much a three ERA for the year. Um, you know, it's been a great year for Pablo. And the other thing to call out, though, Chase, he stayed healthy. We're past the All-Star break. Pablo's still rolling in. He's, what, 120 innings worth of work. He's staying healthy. That was the one question mark for Pablo. Now you've got control, production, and health. Those three bits combined as a trade asset. Boy, oh, boy, Pablo Lopez is up there across Major League Baseball right now as the most, you know, if not the most, the top three most desirable pitchers, in my opinion. What about you? If he's on the market, which we believe he is, he is one of the top three pitchers available. Of course, we have Luis Castillo, who is up today for the Reds, and uh, I'm blanking Mm -hmm. on the other, but definitely one of the top three. I think Frankie Montas is the other one that's kind of talked about in this same breath. So, yeah, you're right on that. Pablo's definitely up there, no doubt. What was your takeaway from the John Heyman report? Obviously, that was the big news that dropped yesterday. In my opinion, he'd been listening to Locked On Marlins because I'd already reported that the day before, but the Marlins are listening on everyone apart from Sandy 
Um, what was your take on that generally? I knew it was coming. From <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, I have some insiders who I speak with. I, I just, I'm always asked not to put the stuff on Twitter and whatnot, but that news was not surprising. Mm-hmm. There's a big name on our team who the fans love, who's being shopped openly, who's injured right now, who oh. got, who, uh, that hurts his trading of being traded ability right now. But, uh, this team should look different. And I say should not because it may happen, but we're an underperforming team. And it, I don't consider this a fire sale or a market correction. This is a, we need get this team in contention while they have these young pitchers on the roster. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's the thing. Like the pitching has been final year. The offense has been a disappointment from an offensive uh, offensive perspective. Like where, where do you think things have gone wrong? I mean, we're sitting here now. We're thinking the Marlins with this pitching should be in touching distance of at least like the Phillies. The, they've had their problems too. The Giants are going backwards. The Marlins should be in this, but they're not. So where do you kind of, you know, where's where's the fingers being pointed for, for Chase right now? Very easy. You have <laughs> money that was spent on two big hitters to come in here and hit, mm-hmm. and they're not doing it in the clutch situations. You know, Solaire's numbers, I think he has, what, 13 home runs this season without looking it up. Let's say it's 13 home runs. Great. Sounds like a lot of home runs, but you're hitting uh, solo shots or when the game doesn't matter at that point. You're not doing it when the runners are on on base. Uh, Same thing with uh, Garcia, who has a lot less home runs. I think five, maybe, even maybe five, five or six. And he's just not performing uh, up to what they thought he would. He's a he can't get the ball out of the infield and hits into double plays. You're, mm-hmm. You kill your momentum. I don't like placing the blame on only theirs, but if you're going to say what went wrong, them. That's it. I mean, that's it's a big whiff for the the front office, right? Where they commit this money to these to these guys and both of them to to not work. You know, we we do have to look at the Phillies, for example, that threw some money at Castellanos. He was also in the mix. I think before Jeter, you know, maybe that's at the heart of why things went sour with Jeter. I don't know. That was kind of reported like he wanted to sign Castellanos. It was like not – he didn't get the back end. It was like, hey, I'm out of here. We're, we're in kind of two different directions here. But nevertheless, Castellanos as well has had a real struggle. You know, he's a similar kind of year to, to Avi Garcia. Not as bad as Avi Garcia, it has to be said. But this is what comes with free agency, right? You get these guys that all of a sudden sign these big deals – and that's it's life changing, and maybe you relax. Do you relax? Is that kind of it with Avi? I mean, I looked at uh, Eli put something up the other day, showing stat uh, game clips from last year with Avi Garcia. He is noticeably, like, shockingly thinner. Looks a lot more athletic uh, last year with the Marlins. It's not the athleticism is not there for sure. You know, it's weak grounders, it's double plays, it's everything you don't want to see. I don't know. Is that kind of you know? Is the free agent market some of the Marlins really want to be operating in anyway? No, we got to trade for guys under control who we can afford. And I say that not, not that the ownership may not want to spend in the future. And I say they tried. You know, a lot of people call this a cheap team, a cheap ownership. We were a 67 win team last season. They weren't going to go from a $40 million payroll to 120. You got to accept what they did and no. say they tried. Maybe Garcia shouldn't be playing in right field. Maybe he should be our DH. Maybe, uh, you know, Aguilar, if everybody's being shopped, maybe I should go. Get him away from the DH spot. 
bring Lewin Diaz is now in the, in the league because Cooper's injured. Mm-hmm. You get Garcia into the DH. You bring up another young outfielder or you trade for your center fielder and maybe move JJ Blade to right. Maybe we have that young stud who's uh, done pretty well since he's come up. Yeah, no doubt. So, so that could be the issue with Garcia. And it's all in their head, right? You see what they're swinging at. They have all mm-hmm. this pressure on them, but they really shouldn't because they should just be playing the game as they did in the past that earned them this money. I mean, that's, that is the one, right, where it's all in their head. It feels in their head. And they want to do well, clearly. Like these guys, like baseball, statistically, when you're looked at as a baseball player, you go to the you go to whatever site you want to go to and you look at the individual's statistics. It's a very statistical game. And that's how you measure players. These guys do not want to be failing at the same time. It starts to get in the head. They're trying too hard. They're chasing. And that's fundamentally it. Not to pardon the pun, but you know, they're not at all. It's it's the constant chasing of Abby Garcia where it's just been tricky. You talked about Gary Cooper. Saw a little bit of uh, news kind of rippling around today. Um, I'll come back to the big news you dropped earlier on uh, after the first ad. But talk about Gary Cooper. Maybe the Dodgers are sniffing around Cooper Loop. That's a very interesting wrinkle. He's gone on the 10-day DL, not the 60-day. It's not the, you know, the wrist is fractured or anything. One more year of control with Coop. I mean... This is where things get interesting. These are these are, are players that are, you know other teams will want to acquire. But at the same time, if you trade Garrett Cooper, who's just made the All Star roster, who are you replacing him with? You're going to step back again. Like offensively, Rory's struggling. You can't be selling the offensive guys that are controllable, surely, right? Let's see who they bring in. Right, uh, I, I'm all for Coop staying or, or leaving. He is injured. He misses a lot of each season. Even though this is a 10 day DL stint. He always gets these absurd uh, injuries that happen to him, either hit by a pitch, uh, getting hit by a runner. He's fragile. Maybe bring in Lewin Diaz if he can hit better. He'll he'll be a good replacement for Coop in the lineup. And then you bring in, you trade some other names, and you bring in that center fielder we're looking for who adds to the lineup. Moving these pieces around. Baseball's a puzzle. You're not always going to get the correct pieces. you got to turn them a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it, mate. Let I want to talk about the young studs straight after the ad for sure. JJ and Lewin, because both are in the lineup today, were yesterday as well. Let's talk about them. But before we do that, first US ad with a British twist and our guys over at, it's been a staple this week, Blue Nile, BlueNile.com. And at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from... Custom engagement ring of gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece. All the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. So if you're thinking about popping the question or celebrating celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. So engagement. Let's talk engagement. Who's getting on one knee if you are? Blue Nile has simple online tools to let you choose the diamond shape, size, bigger is better, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, each one one of a kind. Yes, sir. Bespoke engagement rings for your bride-to-be. Sounds sensational. If you're thinking about special moments, fine jewelry, why not? And you're having trouble choosing. It is tough. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And now... Right now, literally right now, the Blue Nile anniversary sale. 
You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Every order is insured, of course. It ships free, of course, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, of course. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Chase, we got some young studs up. JJ Blade was up. Uh, you know, that's the, the corresponding move, right? Coop, um, sorry, no, Soler. Soler gets hurt, IL, Blade up. You know, he's hit the ground running. And that's the thing. When I'm when I'm watching Blade, he really, it feels like he's a major league hitter. The approach is nice. The power looks there. You know, warning track issues yesterday. But, you know, what have you made in the early starts for, uh, for, for JJ? He is a breath of fresh air to me being mm -hmm. brought up. He's a mm -hmm. guy, if you think, was drafted high. And he's been through each minor league uh, team, A, double A, triple A, and now up to the majors, straight through the franchise. Uh, how's he done so far? He's doing all right. 13 at-bats, three hits in those 13 at-bats, batting, I, I think, uh, 237. Um, this is average, or 231, one of the two. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, um, you know, he, he's a breath of fresh air. We wanted this to happen. We've been calling for him for a while. Get him up here. Why are we sitting on these guys who can't hit, who are paying a lot of money? See what the young stud could do. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he gets the opportunity to finish the remainder of the season here, and we get to see our first-round pick in action. Looks to me like unless the Marlins make a serious move at this deadline for center field, it looks like to me Blade is inked in at center field now the rest of the year. Like the the, the corresponding piece um, is uh, Jesus Sanchez has not been in center field since he's been in the corners. Um, rightly so. I mean, what was your thoughts on that? Just kind of going back. I mean, Jesus was asked to do a job because he was the Marlins forced him into that role. Let's think back when they signed Avi Garcia. They were talking Avi up, saying, "Hey, he can play some center field." He's never been in center field. Jesus Sanchez was forced into the role, and let's be honest: at the plate, Jesus Sanchez has had some real struggles. But I, I honestly believe it links to the fact that he's been trying to man center field all year long, and the mental stress and drain of that I think has kind of weighed weighed weight on on Jesus Sanchez. What about you? <laughs> I think that he's struggling in he struggling. the outfield right now. Um, I I don't know if that's mental pressures he, he's putting on himself or just he doesn't have the ability to judge the ball. You, you know, I made a comment earlier in the season, even when he started off hot, we'll call it in the outfield, diving for some balls, making some good catches mm. and plays his feet. He has these dancing feet. It looks like he can't judge the ball correctly. And I said that in April. Uh, then the fans called for De La Cruz to be in center field. Yeah. One of the two at the start of the season, and he's underperformed in the field. Uh, this all stems back to last year, but let's not focus on the past. Garcia, when we traded Starling Marte, but Garcia was never going to play center field. He's not Adam Duvall, who had some good good um, outfield work last year. No. Uh, and at the plate, Jesus Sanchez, you know, he has great he has great bombs when he gets a hold of it, man. He has power. He does. But he's swinging for the fences every play, trying to make a home run happen when he could just calm down, stop playing off your back a little bit, yep. focus a little more, and start getting base hits, and your home runs will come with it. I think that is the perfect assessment of Jesus Sanchez. Like he, it, it is, he, he just, it feels like he's just trying to use the power stroke 
too much. It's too aggressive. The, the bat speed, the swing, it looks fast, aggressive. Just chill. How many times do you see him fall backwards on a swing because he's trying to put so much power in it? The balance Just isn't there, the is it, right? It isn't. I'm with you. Right. I'm, I'm with you on that, mate. But I, I, I think the knock-on effect here is Blade is in. I think Blade is now playing every day unless they go and do something crazy at this deadline. Nevertheless, to be honest, Blade stay up. Like, he's ready now. Like, it's clear. You know, if, if, if they do make a big deal for center field, you know, push Blade into a corner, it's fine. Let Blade play there. Let Jesus Sanchez play there. Like you said, Avi Garcia flexes into the DH spot. Lewin Diaz is also up, mate. Um, I've been, it's been a nagging thing for me for this year and last year. I've been, I've just been really, I've been puzzled. I don't know what the Marlins are doing with this Lewin Diaz development situation. Um, I, I, you know, I understand Aguilar's around and Cooper's around, but he's up there now. What's your take on Lewin Diaz right now? Are you a believer in Lewin? Do you think he could be the first baseman of the future for the fish? Like where's your head at right now? He should be the first baseman of the present. Now that he's up and the future, he should not be sent back down. We've seen mm -hmm. what he could do in AAA. It's time for him to bring that to the majors and start hitting. And he needs the time to progress and catch up to major league pitching. It's a lot different. We don't think about that. We're fans, right? It's a lot different going from a AAA uh, pitcher to a major league pitching every night, right? Maybe you have uh, someone in a rehab assignment or one good picture like Matt, Max Mayer, uh, when he's down in AAA, right? Yeah. But you're going to have it every night here. So let him catch up. Whatever moves they're going to make, whether it be Aguilar or Cooper, may free up that first base spot. And the problem is, up to this point, to answer what I think about why last year and this year he hasn't been brought up, you're paying Jesus $7.5 million. You can't have him ride the bench. And you're paying Cooper a hefty sum right now. I forget what that number after arbitration was. But you can't pay these guys millions of dollars eating up your payroll and put them on the bench. That's why he hasn't got the opportunity. But, you know, it, I'm a big wrestling fan. They always say next man up. Mm -hmm. This is next man up. Let's go, Lewin. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Lewin. <clears throat> Again, this, this is a very interesting situation. You know, clearly, if Cooper's in scope then that creates some playing time. Aguilar's a free agent after this year. There's no way they're extending Aguilar. I think there is... I'd be shocked if Aguilar is on this roster on the 3rd of August, to be honest with you. Um, and that could be for a few reasons, but I think it's time. It's time to see what we've got with Lewin. It's just... It's been too long, to be honest with you, but it's been too long because they've made these commitments to Coop and Aggie. That fundamentally, they blocked... They blocked Lehman Diaz, and now we're left in the situation where we don't quite know, but I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out about Blade and Lewin and Jesus Sanchez in the corner, uh, in a corner outfield spot, and see what we got there. So um, there's tons more to get into. We're going to dig into Deadline. We're going to talk into uh, Donny as well, of course. And there was some talk as well that I saw Chase uh, on Twitter talking about shortstop opportunities. So we're going to dig into that as well. But before we do that, it's our final ad. Uh, of the day, and it's our good friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net, it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events uh, at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
You can find reviews and news of every league. That includes Major League Baseball, of course, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf, maybe even tennis, probably some wrestling in there too. Why not? Bet Online, it continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. They do. You can head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Chase, what do you see happening here, mate? At this at this deadline, you you kind of teased it out earlier. The Marlins are listening on everyone apart from Sandy. You know, you you've maybe alluded to the fact that Jazz Chisholm is is potentially in the mix here for a you know for a package that would be one hell of a steep package because you know listen, Jazz in trade value wise is right up there with Pablo, even probably even higher than Pablo, maybe in some ways. I know he's on the IL, so that kind of hurts him right now. But let's talk about Jazz specifically. Do you think what's 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 the probability or percentage wise that Jazz gets moved at this deadline? If he wasn't injured, it most likely would have happened. Wow. Wow. wow and wow. I'm a Jazz fan. I don't want this to come off anything like another guest on here got torn down on Twitter. I love jazz. <laughs> I think he is the best thing to happen to this franchise since uh, Jose Fernandez. I love his passion. I love his play. He brings fire to this lineup. If it was my team, in fact, on my team in uh, MLB, the show, the only one Marlin that I didn't trade, not pitchers included was jazz. I kept him on the team and I've won two world series. I love jazz, but I'm, I don't own this team. I don't manage this team, and there's a lot of friction, we'll call it, um, based on his attitude that, again, I'm not part of it, based on his attitude that are causing them to consider trading. Wow, wow, wow. Would be a wild one. Um, like you said, the injury definitely hurts that situation right now. Let's call it out, though. Come the offseason, you know, he'll be back and healthy. You know, is it in... Is it in in question then in the offseason, perhaps, to, to move Jazz Chisholm. We'll see who's managing this team in the offseason oh. first. <laughs> oh, if boy. we get there uh, to decide who, who stays and who goes. Maybe they bring in that manager that I've been talking about, the one with the passion and the fire that just doesn't sit there like a dope. Yeah, dope <laughs> mattingly. Sit there like a dope and just let your players get thrown out calling balls and strikes for themselves. That's your job, buddy. Not theirs. Mm, we'll start mm. there. Ooh, I'm getting on a rant. Let's not. Um, <laughs> but I like jazz. I want him to be here and I want them to build around him. But again, I don't own the team uh, or see what they're going to do on the off season. Let's see who they bring in that can maybe help him mature as I hear it. I don't see it. I hear it. Help him mature uh, to the game of baseball. Wow, wow, wow. It would be uh, an absolute blockbuster if the Marlins were to move Jazz Chisholm now. Um, it, it really would. It would It would be seismic because he is, is he's beyond the Marlins now. He's beyond, you know, he's a major league star now. People will love him. And for the Marlins to trade Jazz Chisholm would be but What if wild. they're able to bring in that big name center fielder by trading Jazz Chisholm away? And then bringing in the guy who we may speak about as your shortstop and build around those two, your center fielder and your shortstop, who are always mm -hmm. the best two players on your team, other than pitching, and build around those two stars. So we got to see what pieces fall into place 
And if you want to introduce that other player, if you have the time, I'll gladly speak to it. Let's, I mean, let's get into it, mate. I've seen you talking about it on Twitter. I thought, it's, you know, in general, what I'll say, just to kind of intro this in, we're talking about shortstop free agents, right? We're thinking about the shortstop position. I want to put out there that I think, and I've put out there already, the Marlins have a problem at shortstop because you look across all of the best teams in the Major League Baseball right now, they all have offensive production at that position. It's no longer a glove-only spot. If you only have a glove, and Miggy Rowe's glove is, is good, uh, better than good. It really is. But the problem is everyone else has got good gloves and stunning offensive production. Miggy will never give us that. Never, never. And so the Marlins really need to think about that. The question or the opportunities that I see are Jazz Chisholm. Can he slide and become the shortstop that maybe we thought he would be? With the offensive production, that would be fine. However, the other opportunities are there's some free agents coming. There was a lot of free agents knocking around last year. There's maybe some free agents last year that will be free agents again this year. Carlos Correa, for example, we'll wait and see. You were talking about Trey Turner uh, specifically. I mean, I absolutely love Trey Turner. We saw him up front, you know, up, you know, close and personal, playing with the Nats. Could the Marlins? legitimately make this happen with Trey Turner? Could they? They can. He's he's from where I am right now in Boynton Beach, Florida. He's publicly stated his favorite team in baseball now and growing up is the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. Think about building a team around him and who he, just his name alone, may bring down to play with him for less. You think of what they do in the NBA when LeBron came down here to play with uh, play with Wade. Uh, they were able to bring in guys to shoot from the perimeter to fill in the spots, and they didn't cost a lot of money because they know they could win behind these players. Baseball is a little bit different, more of an individual sport. But the one thing we fans don't think about is the friendships and who comes with those players. Trey Turner would be a name to build around. I had mentioned not only at shortstop, but – Rizzo wants to be a Marlin. I hear this from many. It, it, he wants to be, because he grew up in the Dan Marino, the Dwayne Wade era down here. He wants to be that name, and he knows, mm. and his family's here, there's no name that leads South Florida right now. There, you could say Tua. Again, getting away from baseball, I apologize. You could <laughs> say Tua's the biggest name here. We want someone bigger. We love big names. There's no one bigger than Trey Turner at shortstop and a Rizzo, former World Series champion at first. Let me throw one final name out there in terms of like the Marlins really shocking the world. Actually, there's two names that really legitimately I believe are available and would shock the world. Juan Soto is available right now. It feels to me like the Nats have actually made that decision. Like that's the vibe you get is the Nats, they want to make a move here. The Marlins have the ammo to get it. In my opinion, they do. They don't maybe have the ammo to want to pay him half a billion dollars for the next 15 to 16 years, but Juan Soto... Would you? Would he be the name? Would that satisfy us as a corner? You know, a corner outfielder maybe kind of slides into the DH. You know, if, if they spend four hundred million, maybe five hundred million on one player, mm. what's going to be left for the rest? Right, yeah, not much. And one player. I'm sorry for those fans on Twitter that believe players draw revenue. One player will not change revenue incoming. It won't sell that many more seats. So I'm out on the Juan Soto. I'd love for him to be here. He'd help us. I don't think the team would pay him first off. 
And I don't think he wants to be here. He wants to be in the spotlight. Miami in baseball is not the spotlight around the league. Yeah. Any point. team in New York, across the Bay or across the country, you got San Francisco, the Padres, you have yep. the Dodgers. Big names that get on national TV, no matter who we put on our roster, ESPN hates putting us on. What happens if uh, Shoei Otani was playing for the Marlins? Would that be a difference maker? You know, he changed <laughs> revenue for two nights. He did? When, they, when the Angels were here, he drew he a crowd. But if we got that 81 nights, him at bat, 81 nights uh, at home, or even every fifth day pitching, I don't know how much of a draw that becomes. Especially yeah. in this fickle market, who's already against this ownership and won't buy season tickets, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I would love him. I'd love any big name. I mean, yeah, huge, name. huge name, different market, different type of name. I mean, that's the, that's the point. You, were you down there for the Angels series, by the way? I did not make it down. You didn't make it. Yeah. But I mean, what you did see, you know, you know, I'm in the UK, so I don't get to go down. I can't, I'm judging it by the TV. Right. But there was a different audience that only Otani brought. There's, it's like, you know, he has a following effectively. He's got groupies that basically travel around the U.S. following specifically that one dude. So it's a different type of audience. Your point is is interesting, though. 81 games, are they going to do that? Maybe not, I guess. And let's see next year when he's here again. Let's say he stays with the Angels. Let's see next year because now we play every team every year. That's switching. Yeah. It's not going to be in every eight-year eight, eight year thing seeing him here. Let's see if he, he pitches again next year and it draws. If he does, yeah. he's a free agent after next season. Maybe we do make a move for him. We'll see. It's an interesting point. Let's be totally honest, though. Sandy Alcantara pitches every five days, and he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. And listen, the, the attendances are absolutely terrible. They remain terrible. It's the problem the Marlins have had, you know, forever, effectively, right? But, you know, the attendance problem remains. Ha- There's no one do. Go. It goes together, right? The ownership won't make moves unless we show up. They've made some moves, Miami, and we need Miami to show up, not West Palm Beach, not Broward County. I know you're, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but the team is placed in Miami. It was built for the Miami audience. And I made a whole podcast on the Loud Marlin Fan podcast about this. If Miami doesn't show up, the ownership won't spend because the bigger fans up here who used to go to the old stadium can't make it down in time for the games. Yeah. So Miami, please show up. There you go. There you go. Okay. We're at 30 minutes, which is pretty much the cutoff. However, I wanted to get your take. All the hyperbole for the next week will be around the deadline. The Marlins, as John Heyman is saying, are listening on everyone apart from Sandy. In your opinion, when all's said and done, who is moved? Who on this roster right now is no longer a Marlin after the 2nd of August? Ooh, putting me on the spot. Aguilar <laughs> will am. not be a Marlin. No way. Uh, he won't be. Uh, Sand, uh, Sandy will be a Marlin. Uh, pa- uh, Pablo might not be a Marlin. Anthony Bass, God bless the guy who came back of what he did last year to this year, totally different pitcher. He yep. won't be a Marlin, which will make me really sad because I love mm-hmm. Bass time. I know you do. Uh, he will not be a Marlin. As for position players, I don't see them getting rid of Garcia with because they won't bring back the hall. I don't see them getting rid of Soler because he's injured. Uh, Cooper, if he goes to the Dodgers, I'm happy for him. He's from uh, Southern California. Good for him. Yep. And uh, sorry to tell you guys this, but Stallings will be a Marlin. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Marlins can go in so many different directions. However, the, I think the, the main point that comes through is the free agents that we've anchored ourselves to are immovable now. That's the problem, right? They've they've underperformed all of them effectively. Apart, you know, I know we we traded for for Wendell, for example, who who actually has performed. I'm intrigued to see what they do with Wendell. But with BA being down with a shoulder, again, I think that kind of changes things at this deadline. But the Marlins have anchored themselves with some contracts here that maybe are immovable. Um, I'm, you know, the Pablo Lopez one is clearly, you know, that is the story, I think, with the fish. Gary Cooper, too, I believe, is a story, but we'll wait and see. It, rightfully so. Uh, Pablo's earned the right to go be traded to a contender. And unfortunately, based on the young arms that are coming up and that are getting healthy, Luzardo and Cabrera, we yep. have room to move Pablo. Let's get the return back. And hopefully it'll be the player we need, right? Yeah, absolutely. They just have to make the right deal with the right team to get the right player. That's it. Like the Marlins are in a, in a tricky spot. They can move Pablo to anyone. They, do you know what? You can move Pablo Lopez to 29 teams. Honestly, you could. He's that good. He's got the era control. It's cheap. You, know, you can make that happen. But they need to make the right deal with the right team for the right player. That is the point. It isn't just a fire sale for the sake of selling and rebuild the farm. The farm's already good. Get the major league help. Get the bat that you need. And this is where the conversation happens. You go to the Yankees. Listen, Pablo Lopez for Volpe. Straight up, are we doing this deal? And then you, you flip Volpe to the Pirates and go, hey, listen, Volpe for Reynolds, straight up. Maybe you, you throw a kicker in. I don't know. They have to get creative with this one. That's the point. Like, Pablo Lopez won't get us, I don't believe, directly the player we need. They're going to need to go and get some stunning prospects from a team, and we're going to have to use those prospects to go away and get a Brian Reynolds. That's the only way. The Pittsburgh Pirates do not want Pablo Lopez because he does not fit their profile right now, and that's the key bit. It's the tricky situation we are in, no doubt, but it's going to be a very, very intriguing week, no doubt about it. Um, Chase, we are out of time. It's great to have you on. For those that aren't watching and have the graphics here to help them, where can everyone follow you on Twitter if they're not following you already? And equally, pump the TikToks, pump the shows, wherever they can get you, mate. Let them know. All right. You can find me at LoudMarlinsFan, one word, at LoudMarlinsFan on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You can find me on my own podcast, which I'd love to have you on, Pete. We've discussed it, is the Loud Marlins Fans Podcast, which is available on all podcasting platforms. Just search Loud Marlins Fans Podcast, and you'll see my gorgeous face like you're seeing it now. Um, and coming up, there'll be more news. But I do want to plug one thing, and that's in the clutch.com. You can get Loud Marlin Fan Gear. It's the only place to get Loud Mar Marlin Fan Apparel. That's in the clutch.com, and use code LMF to save some 10% there. Stunning. There we go. Get the merch going as well. Here we go. Okay. That is Wednesday's episode of Lockdown Marlins in the books. We have a game tonight, too. Braxton Garrett going against Luis Castillo. Big game if the weather holds. I believe the weather looks a bit patchy uh, in Cincinnati, but we'll wait and see on that one. Um, so, as always, guys, uh, thank you for making Lockdown Marlins in the day every day, Monday to Friday. Um, the MLB trade deadline, it is August the 2nd has all the breakdowns. So Locked On Marlins will have rapid reactions to any move made. I could be a busy guy, no doubt about it. So make sure to subscribe now to Locked On Marlins on YouTube, if you're watching, or wherever you get your podcast, so you get notified when each episode 
premieres. Love that. So I'm going to be back tomorrow, of course, because, well, it's a daily pod. So back on Thursday. And we have, well, a few guests queued up over the next couple of days. But we're going to be going a crossover episode, recapping all of the series uh, with the Locked On Reds host, Jeff Carr. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then on Friday's episode, Aram Layden, the GOAT, Locked On Marlins GOAT, the legend is back, just, just baseball media now anyway. Uh, but me and Aram are getting into it heavy on the Marlins deadline. So look forward to that one on Friday. Uh, Chase, loud Marlins fan. Thank you so much for joining me again, brother. Lushnal as always. It's Peter Pratt, loud Marlins fan out of here on Locked On Marlins on Wednesday. I'm back tomorrow.